You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Packernet After Dark. Thank you all for joining me. Really appreciate that. That's so nice of you. Uh, We got phone calls. We got phone calls and phone calls and phone calls. And uh, we'll see if everybody wants to play nice today. I don't know. Haven't looked. Haven't checked. Hopefully... Because I just want everybody to get along. That's all I want. But things are getting a little heated, you know. Factions are forming. It's becoming a little contentious. But um, I'm hoping for everyone's best behavior. We have a lot of calls to get through. Haven't had any new callers in a while, though. If you're listening and actually like this show and want to participate, I would I would appreciate it. But we've got like a core group of, I don't know, 10-ish or so, maybe. Um no disrespect to these these fine folks, these fine gentlemen. I think I can say gentlemen, because again, pretty sure Haley, the one female caller, is out of here. She's offended by the horse comment. But, uh, you know, call in. 608-501-0718 is the phone number. But with that being said, why don't we get into it? Yeah, what's up, Pac Daddy? You're just going to call real quick. I can be anonymous, uh, whatever caller. New caller, by the way. What's up, man? Uh, I saw... Anonymous whatever caller. That is officially your name. Let me type that in really quickly. How do you spell anonymous? I don't know. Anonymous whatever caller. Done. Spelled anonymous wrong. Go figure. Rogers gave uh, DeMario Davis a nice push out of respect type deal on the sideline after the practice. Um, gave a bunch of hugs and all. You know yeah. how he do. Uh but I wanted to see what Davis said, so I looked it up, and he was going to actually be on the press list for today for New Orleans. So this is what he said, which I thought was interesting. You could talk about it or just give me a response, which is cool enough for me. Um, Davis said we had our coach, guessing it was probably Allen. Uh, he challenged us last night with this quote, happy is the enemy of great defense, so no day is good enough. Uh, even our best day isn't good enough. And then Davis went on to say, we like that. We like that challenge. This is the type of guys we have in our locker room. We're here, we're here to meet the call, meet the challenge. Uh, and this is right after he talked about a whole philosophy on the defense being behind Leonidas and the 300 Spartans and all that stuff. So pretty interesting interview. Just uh, wanted to hear your take. It's uh, worthwhile. See you. Um, I'm going to have to look that up because I'm – not 100% following you. Demario Davis was talking to Rodgers, and we wanted to find out what Demario Davis said to Rodgers, and this is what he said that he said to Rodgers during this press conference. So he went over to Rodgers, and he said, happy is the enemy of great defense. Happy is the enemy of great defense. So the offense is happy 
if they go up against a great defense, I'm guessing is what that means. So no day is good enough. Even our best day. This sounds like something you wouldn't say to a person. Like just, you're just like, hey, what's up, Demario? Happy is the enemy of a great defense. No day is good enough. Even our best day isn't good enough. So I, I, I'm just assuming that I'm misunderstanding. So let me look up this quote and find out what exactly is going on. Oh, oh, happy is the enemy of great... In other words, happiness is the enemy. So don't be happy, don't be satisfied. Okay. I found the quote. I don't think it has anything to do with Rogers, so I, I misunderstand uh, what part that played in this. But here is the quote from Demario Davis on... Um, that that's being referenced, just so we're all clear. A good practice this week. Did you feel like you guys had two good days defensively? Yeah, um, we have a very high standard for our unit. Um, you know, when it's run, play action, we don't want them to catch a pass. We don't want them to gain a yard. We're in the red zone, third down. We don't want them to have a completion. So that's our mentality. And so we did a lot of good things that, you know, that we could take a lot of pride in and we can build on. Um, but it's also, it's always a ways that we can go, you know. Uh, our coach challenged us last night. He said that happy is the enemy of great defense. So no day is good enough. Even on our best days, it's not good enough. And we like that. We like that challenge. That's the type of guys we got in the locker room. And we're here to meet the call. We're here to meet the challenge. So it's been a great two days of work. But, you know, in our minds, not good enough. And always be better. Um, so that's what he said. As far as my thoughts on it, I mean, it's it's – Sounds like a great mentality. I mean, it's, it seems like they're a good defense. They're giving our offense a heck of a hard time. They, they've, they've had a good defense for a while now, which is a complete 180 shift. Gives me hope for the Packers because I don't know if there's been a worse, a worse historical defensive team over the last 20, 30, 40 years than the Saints. I mean, just their defenses have been atrocious. So from like, you know, 2000 on or whenever the Packers kind of lost that 90s defense, um, through that period, aside from like 2010, the Packers' defenses have not been great. And we're just not really known as a defensive team, especially since 2010. But the Saints have always been terrible. But now their their identity the last few years has been defense. Um, and so it, it is kind of neat to get a, a peek behind the curtain into their mentality. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say I, I wish we heard more from that from the Packers. Because we heard a lot of tough talk from guys like Mike Pettin, you know, and it, it didn't necessarily translate. But again, there, there is an element of, of that that I like, you know, whether that be somewhat of a placebo effect kind of thing or whatever. But just this, I, the, the, for example, the identity that the, the DBs or especially the corners have brought on themselves. Uh, Rashawn Gary has it, but it seems like he kind of holds that. And, and listen, these, these guys talk. I'm sure they have this, this whole kind of mentality thing that they talk privately about each other. You know, I'm sure there's all kinds of cheesy sayings and everything else. But point is, I like it. I, I, think, it's, I think it's great, especially for defense, because it's such a mean and, and violent thing. And if, if you're going to play and not be mean and violent, which I think is, is kind of the biggest issue with like the Dom Capers thing, where it tried to be like a cerebral defense. At the end of the day, it's just, it's a... Not that it can't work. I mean, cerebral is great. You have to have intelligence, but there has to be an edge to it. There has to be some violence th- permeating throughout that defense, or it's just not going to work. I mean, it's same as like the offensive line. You, you've got to be, you've got to be mean. There has to be somewhat of a mean streak in you somewhere, even if it just comes out on the field. You might be able to get away with it as a as a wide receiver or something, or a quarterback without being you know mean or demented or whatever. But a defense has to have that. So yeah, I, I respect it. Sounds good. The JJ. Dominic Daphne got cut. What? Travis Fulgham 
got re-signed. What? <laughs> JJ got into those mushrooms, I guess. Um, yeah, so some more like cocaine than anything. But anyways, yeah, the Daphne thing was was surprising to me. Talk about it, I think, a little bit on the podcast podcast. But again, I really just think it comes down to they just didn't have a spot for him, which is annoying because I don't understand the Tyler Davis thing, but they like him. They believe that he can develop into something that's really special. So I, I'm going to trust them in that evaluation. And they know he's going to make the team as well as obviously the three guys in front of him. And so Daphne doesn't really have a place and they can't practice. They can't practice squad him. So if they know he's going to get cut, why hold on to him? Not really fair to him, which I, I think is the same thing with Malik. Um, and then for the podcast tomorrow, I, I laid it out pretty clearly on, on uh, Travis Fulgham. I think it's pretty straightforward. We need bodies, and we need guys that understand the offense because we've got a preseason game coming up and not enough wide receivers. So we very quickly need someone to come over that has some familiar, familiarity with our offense, and Travis Fulgham is that guy. So, no, I don't think he is the, the second coming of some you know great wide receiver whole lot of talk about man he had this great breakout as an eagle and he's this great player and somehow we got him and it's it's like no none of that that's got nothing to do with anything at all so i mean it's not impossible the guy tears it up and and makes it on the roster same same with dexter i'm holding out hope for dexter he was brought in for that same reason if he's impressive enough who's to say he can't stay not saying there's no hope but i am saying that the hope is minimal considering the reason he was brought in is not because they think he's the next great thing or the next best player on their list. They just needed a guy that knows our offense. Next. Hello, it's Homestyle Wado. Hey, Homestyle. Blog bad. I heard you called in, finally. About time. But I don't like that you called in a hack ad on me. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I'm going to win this, you know. So... Uh, I got a question for you for my campaign. Yeah. See, I got a hot intern who works oh, for geez. my campaign. Okay. And I kind of recently single and out of a relationship. Yep, you broke up with your girlfriend. I'm kind of wondering, like, if I ask her out, is that going to derail my campaign? Be a scandal? It makes it harder to think about it. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. Um, maybe just wait, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know that it would necessarily be a scandal. It's only a scandal if, you know, if you're, if you're married or whatever. That, that becomes a scandal. I think you're allowed to date if you're a politician. Pretty sure. So I, I, I think you're in the clear, but I, I would just, you know, caution you a little bit, home style. You seem to have very high standards, and you don't want a messy breakup with someone that's working on your campaign, especially if they're a valued member of your team, you know, you guys are working together and then you break up and things get ugly. And who knows, she gets some dirt on you. It's it's not pretty. So uh, just just think it through. Um, and that's that's all I got for you. Best of luck on the campaign again. Welcome to Homestyle Wonderful President. Blog Daddy. Blog Daddy, you there? <laughs> no, he's not here. Whoa. <laughs> Blog Daddy. It's not how this works, Homestyle. Oh, boy. All right. Wrong number, Homestyle Auto Runner. Uh, JJ's back. Let's see if the uh, Coke has worn off. What's going on? Number six. Hmm? Uh, I got a silly question and a serious question. Silly question. 
how many of these callers that you get, like caller number five, et cetera, et cetera, do you think are fake? I mean, I know Justin personally. I know. Are f- fake? Um, well, I mean, some are obviously fake. Homestyle and Strong Bad and um, uh, Apocalypto are obviously fake. Um, everybody else, I mean, everybody's real to some extent, but, um, I don't know. I, and I have suspicions on who these people are. I think I know who Strong Bad and Homestyle Runner are. Uh, I don't know who, um, Apocalypto is, but it's also somebody that knows how to get an unknown phone number to come up. So it's probably one of the same people. Um, I don't know about other people that are fake. I don't know why you would be fake and then be kind of normal, but it's possible, I guess. Well, he's, he's a real dude, but some of these, you know, Tom Austin, Scuba Steve, I, I question some of these. And, uh, I know that, you know, I'm friends with Justin, but no, I don't have a connection with Scuba Steve. I know Scuba Steve allegedly knows Justin. Anyways, how many of them do you think are fake? You think Thomas Austin is fake? Didn't you talk directly to Thomas Austin and work with him to do a podcast takeover? I'm pretty sure he... I guess I don't know what you mean by fake. Like they're acting? Obviously Thomas Austin is acting. There's no question about that. Um, I'm looking through the list here. Justin, I don't believe, is fake. Um, I mean, I know Scuba Steve's name is not Scuba Steve. That's from a movie. Um, Goose, again, not his real name, but he's real. Uh, JJ, I'm quite confident is real. Anonymous caller, again, not his name, but I'm guessing real. John from Phoenix, I'm pretty sure is real. Could be wrong. He did early on kind of brag about, um, you know, the, the greatest show in the world being, um, whatchamacallit, the, uh, Packers Without Borders. So maybe it's one of those guys pretending to be John from Phoenix and they're just really slow playing this thing. Um, but Again, I don't really see the purpose of that. So I don't know. I don't I, I don't know, and I don't really need to concern myself with these things too much because people can kind of do whatever they want. <laughs> if you want to call in and be Superman, then that's, I guess, up to you. Um, and then the- Also, caller number five. Obviously, he does a different accent every day, so I'm, I'm not under any illusion that he's actually from all of these places simultaneously if that's again if that's kind of the question serious question so every year two years eh, multiple times a year you get these uh big name free agency moves that all the fans are just crazy about travis fulgham yeah trying to think uh how many in recent years that uh we didn't pull the trigger on ended up being something where yeah in hindsight we probably should have done it I'm thinking like Will Fuller. I see. You know, in what, 2020? Yep. That was a big deal. J.J. Watt. Man, there's a lot of them. For some reason, that was a big deal. So let me know uh, anything you can think of that really we probably should have pulled the trigger on as opposed to people freaking out. Why didn't we do it? And then it's like it kind of fizzles into nothing. I wonder if, let me check. It's a good question. It's more of a early morning kind of question. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll off the top of the head it here and I'll save it for like actually do an in-depth study some other time. But, um, 
I know the one that always comes to mind for me as a good non-decision by the Packers is Landon Collins. Man, did they get crucified for not getting Landon Collins. He's the greatest safety. How could you not get Landon Collins? And I was looking. Not only was I just a fan of Amos. I mean, I was a fan of him and a bunch of other guys. Amos was at the top, but there were a couple other guys I liked at safety. But I looked at Landon, I'm like, he's not that good. And oh, did I get crucified for that. And people would throw out highlights of him like being good once in a while. And everybody's like, see you idiot. And then hilariously, at one point, somebody posted a low light video of um, Landon Collins just showing all the bad plays, which obviously every player has good and bad plays. You can put together highlights of good and bad plays. But that sort of turned everybody, or not everybody, but there were a big pile of all of a sudden, oh man, Landon's kind of bad. It's like, you guys are simple, man. Holy cow. You put together a, a video of 10 plays of him doing something good, and he's the, the next coming of Charles Woodson. And then you put together another video of 10 bad plays, and it's like, oh, he's not that good. Like, come on, guys. But anyways, he went to Washington and did jack squat. Um, as far as guys that really did pan out, I'm sure there's been some. Let me look real quick. Just a quick look. Obviously, wide receiver is going to be the big one. So if we just sort in order of the best wide receivers, how many of these guys are free agents that got put on a you know different team and whatnot? Um, there is Antonio Brown, but that obviously there's extenuating circumstances. I don't know that the Packers didn't think he'd be a good wide receiver. They just have a slight bit of moral fortitude in not bringing him on, but um, Tampa Bay doesn't. They don't care about anything but winning. Tom Brady, that is especially... And so he wants Antonio Brown. He came over, and Antonio Brown's still a good wide receiver. Go figure. He probably still be still would be today, but I also don't super care. So kind of get half credit, I guess, for that one. Um, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was never, like, on the market. I mean, at least that we could see, but apparently he was traded. So there was a, a decent chance that the Packers knew that he was going to get shipped off because maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it is also worth noting the guy played a half a year and didn't play super well and is 30 years old, so I don't know if it would have been worth the money, but not surprisingly, he's still a good wide receiver. Um, Brandon Cooks, again, kind of similar situation. I don't remember him ever really hanging out in terms of just being cut and being allowed out as a free agent. I think he's been traded a bunch of times. Again, maybe the Packers could have been in on that. He's been fairly decent most of the time. Um his first year in LA, his last two years at Houston, he's been pretty solid. Um, so maybe that would have been a thing. But again, I, I feel like you're asking more specifically, like, you know, that one player that all the Packer fans are like, you got to go get him. And I don't think Cooks was ever that guy. And you got to understand, I'm all the way down to, uh, where are we at here? The 27th overall wide receiver. And there, there's kind of nobody so far. Um Julio Jones again was traded. I know he's out there, but we don't have an answer yet on how that's going to turn out. But you know, last year he was 29th, so I don't know. Um, Odell Beckham is probably the one. Uh, he had a decent year last year. He's actually kind of trash for Cleveland to start the season. But um, in fact, th- th- that would be the first thing. When he ended up going to Cleveland, his entire career was kind of subpar. But he had a 76 overall grade for L.A., which is decent and obviously helped them in some way to help win a Super Bowl. You know, in the playoffs, he had one game over 100 yards, two games with touchdowns, no games of less than 50 yards in in all four of the playoffs slash Super Bowl games. So, yeah, maybe you could put him on that list. I don't know, but, but there's not a lot. 
and I'm sure you can go through each position and kind of find one or two here or there. But for every, I'll say, 20 people that Packer fans say or any fans say, you've got to go do it, you've got to go do it, 19 of them don't pan out. But of course, they're going to dwell on that one and say, I knew it, I, I said it all along. Yeah, and you also said it about 15 of the other 20, and 14 of those 15 that you wanted were all trash. So don't take credit for one if you're not going to acknowledge the other ones that you constantly say we need, we need, we need, and it doesn't work out. So I'm just getting around to listening to the last pack and after dark, and I just heard the cauliflower story. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say, that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, that is a crime. My wife would never dare. No, it's it's not good. Because she knows I would never trust her ever again. Now, I'm not, like, an anti-vegetable like you are. Um, I actually like a lot of veggies, but mashed cauliflower is disgusting. It was bad. I like a potato. No. See, I thought you were gearing up the whole time to be like, oh, man, you know, it was a mashed potato dish, and it had, like, a little bit of onion in it. You know, something like that. Right. It's like, at least. At least it's defensible that it's like, oh, yeah, no, we thought that this was or a little bit of parsley. But they'd just be like, hey, Ryan, here's a bowl of slop. Yep. Enjoy. That sucks. Yeah. No, it, it, it did taste bad. There's, there's no doubt about it. And they thought they got me. Because, again, there's this neurotic belief that it's all in my head. Like, nobody actually doesn't like the food I like. Like, everybody has the exact same opinions and tastes that I have. And so if somebody's different than me, then it's obviously not real, and it's just fake in their head, and they're making it up. So so I'm, I'm going to prove this theory by giving them vegetables and lying to them about what it is, and I bet they're going to eat it, and they're going to say they love it, and that'll prove that I'm right. Rather than just being like, oh, he thinks it tastes like garbage, so if I feed him garbage, he's probably not going to like it. Which is what happened. Anyways, let's get to Tom number one. Hello, Ryan. I don't know what happened earlier. Brain went fuzzy. Yeah. Anyway, um, happy now. Good. Uh, well, more like content. Baseline. Glad you're happy. Anyway, got a couple questions. Question number one. Uh, this is about Rogers talking to the receivers. That's something that I don't know if that has been reported in the past. Has there been a time to when Aaron Rodgers, after coming out and being all bratty, what he deserves. I mean, you know, he's been around the block. He's seen a lot of people come and go. He knows what to expect. But apparently, have, there has I can't see. Brain stopped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Coming back. Hold that thought. And we're back. Has there been a time in the past to where anyone's ever reported Aaron Rodgers meeting with newer receivers and talking about strategy and game plan? Uh, question number two. Uh, I don't know exactly what you mean discussing strategy and game plan i would assume he does that with every receiver you mean specifically like taking them aside and doing a a unique film session i don't not not that that's been reported but if i hadn't read that article via matt schneidman of the athletic who kind of dug into it and got the insight from samori ture we probably wouldn't have heard of it so it's, it's possible it happened and we never found out about it i don't know but he's certainly been frustrated with receivers in the past and i'm guessing there have been interventions Previously, but I, I don't know of any off the top of my head. If you could have any fictional car, what would it be? Question number three. A fictional car, did you say? Uh, you mean like Kit? Is that what it's called? The 
I never watched that show, but the the talking car thing. There's the Batmobile. What other fictional cars exist? I don't really want any of those. <sighs> Flying car would be cool. I don't know if I trust myself to know how to fly it, and I, don't, I can't think of which cars can fly. I'm sure there's plenty of them. Jetson's kind of car would be pretty dope because it's like a spaceship car, and those, I bet those things are super fast. Like if I want to hop in my car and go to Italy, pick up a loaf of bread, I could do it in like 20 minutes. I don't know that to be the case. I'm just assuming. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the uh, the Jetsons car because I want to be able to travel the world in my car. I don't know if we could... See, the question is, can I power it? Because the Jetsons, obviously, however they power their vehicles, I don't know what that is. I don't know if we have that available to us now. So I'd have to, like, take the car over to Elon and be like, dude, can you look into this and see if you can figure out how to, you know, power it up? I don't know if it's electricity or if they've got some kind of moon rocks that they crunch up and put inside it. I don't know. So that would be a concern that I would get it and not be able to fuel it. And, you know, I'd, I'd get halfway over the Atlantic ocean and kerplunk, there I go. But again, I still don't want the Batmobile really. Cause it, I don't know. seems hard to drive. You see how long the front of that is and you're riding real low. That'd be hard to drive. Plus it's like, when am I going to use any of those features? I'm just going to push a wrong button and I'm going to smash into a car in front of me uh, doing like 700 miles an hour and incinerate entire families, including myself. Although my car can probably withstand it, so I'm just going to have to live with that guilt the rest of my life in prison. So I, don't, I just I don't want to deal with that. So I'll, I'll take the Jetsons car, see if I can figure out how to fly the, the car sh- spaceship thing around. Um, and if not, then then not, I guess. I don't know. What are your projections uh, with the current state of Packernet. Like, we, there's been a lot of shows been introduced, a lot of new faces, meeting people's ears. You got anything special you're holding out? Or you got any, like, ideas for what the future could hold? Next up. So, earlier. This is another, uh, this is another question. Um, yeah, the Thomas Austin show. I haven't told you about it yet, but that's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be great. And uh, everybody watch out for that. Although, again, um, I just made this up right now, so I don't really know where that's where that's headed. But no, there's there's nothing there's nothing in the pipeline as of right now. I remember one thing: uh, the show Bluey. It is a great show. Bluey. My kids love it. Everyone's kids that uh, I come across on my job, they love it. It's a great show. I just suggest giving it a watch. All right, and then to wrap it up for today is my brain stopped working again so i had to try and reboot it didn't work um so we're gonna go with this number other than the green bay Packers, yeah and the patriots right and the steelers okay who is the most successfully iconic team or iconically successful team all right bye Oh, wait, before I go, uh, you can define that however you want. Iconic, successful, that's up to you. I, I just want yep. that answered. All right, bye. Um, I'm sure Bears fans would want to lay claim to that because they're historic, they're old, and they hold the title for another couple weeks of most wins. Um, the team that immediately comes to my mind is the Giants. Um, not entirely sure why, I just think of them as a, generally iconic franchise there's the 49ers they had that little dynasty thing in the 90s raiders 
Although it's kind of tough when you hop from city to city. You know what I mean? I don't know. Who else? So Bears would be on the list. Cowboys would be on the list. Um, Raiders probably. Giants, I think. 49ers. That's it, maybe? In contention? I think the biggest problem with the Bears is the vast majority of them being great is back before anybody cared about football. You know, I mean, they have the second most championships behind the Packers. They had, they've got a bunch of titles. They're really early on and all that stuff. But I mean, you got to go back to what, the 40s? I mean, I guess there was some success like in the 60s. Won a championship then. You got Hallis. Dude, Hallis was around forever. Hallis was the coach in the 20s, the first head coach. And um, all the way through 1967, there were a couple other coaches that came in. But dang, that's crazy. So pretty much Hallis was the, he was it. Once Hallis left, the team has never been good. <laughs> I guess that's a little unfair. I mean, there was the, the, the 80s Bears, but you got the one Super Bowl. Otherwise, it's, you know, I guess they were good in the 80s. That's, that's, the, the 80s Bears are kind of like the now Packers. 10 wins, 15 wins, 14 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, 6 wins, 11 wins, 11 wins. And then Ditka won 5, and they're like, all right, get them out of here. And then you got Dave Wanstead, and the rest is history. So I don't know, man. It, I feel like the answer should be the Bears. I just, it's just, it's not, it's not great. One Super Bowl, two championships since, you know, 1950. I mean, they, they won like 60 of them real early on. They won in 1921, back when there were, uh, you know, like no teams. Then they won six championships between 1932 and 1946. But again, there's still no teams. 1933, it says they were first of five. <laughs> I'm guessing that was within the division. So there's, what, 10 teams in the NFL? So I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe the Bears, maybe the Giants. I, it's, it's probably between those two. Anyways, uh, Justin's on the line. Hey, Ryan. It's Justin. And hey, Tom. Hey, just wanted to respond to Tom gloating over himself. And I could not agree more. Tom's calls the best especially the really, really exhaustive ones that are like five-part questions that make you do a ton of homework, Ryan. Anyway, Tom Austin, keep them coming. And uh, Ryan, you know what to do. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Next up, we got uh, the Goose. Goose is on the loose. What's up, Goose? Hey, Ryan. Goose here. Oop. I just had to call in. Some of these are really hard to hear, and I'm not sure why. If you're calling... Try not to call on your Bluetooth, in your cell phone, you know, on like speakerphone with the phone half a mile away. Try to put the phone up to your ear and stuff, because I'm guessing people on the podcast have a hard time hearing about half of these calls. I can hear it, but I have to crank everything all the way up so I can barely hear it. And then I'm just looking at like the decibels on as I'm recording it, and it's like, dude, there's like nothing there. So something to keep an eye on if you're calling in. Try to Try to be loud. As I was going through the podcast this morning and over the notes from training camp. And I have to say, I think this might be the most excited I've been for our defense in my entire life. 100% agree. And it's really not close. The defensive line is just shredding everything. Our DBs are shoving everyone down. They gave up what? A couple of catches. They can't be perfect, but man, they're good. Amazing. But I am ready for the Tyler Davis experience 
to be over. Yeah. I know people are hyped about him. I don't get it. And this kid is doing nothing but making mistakes. Right. And if he's in on a regular season game and false starts, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> he false starts twice, I'm going to break my flipping TV. Just, I am done with it. That said, are you starting to get worried about our offense like I am? They seem to do okay in the two-minute drill, but they can't get anything going Yeah. when it's just the open field practices. And I'm worried. I don't know if it's our line or our receivers or what the real problem is, but they seem to be struggling, and I am, I'm getting worried. But at least Dobbs seemed to have a better day yesterday. He had a couple possible drops, but the way people wrote it, they weren't really his fault, or they were considered hard to catch. But, man, I'm kind of worried about our offense. Let me know what you think. All right, so first of all, as far as the defense, I'm I'm very, very excited, but I'm also trying to temper my expectations because I know it's I don't think it can be as good as it seems right now. Because right now it seems almost flawless. Like nobody can do anything. You can't complete a pass. You can't run the ball and and basically every single play somebody's in the backfield. That's not sustainable. And we're bound for some level of disappointment somewhere along this defense. It's possible it has like that 2018 Bears experience where, again, you got a bunch of good players, but something just clicks where everything is working and you get this like once in a generation defense. It just feels unlikely that that's going to happen. And so I'm trying to just, you know, again, if, if we could be top 10, that'd be cool. If we could be top five, that's amazing. But right now, the, 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 the way that everything is being portrayed, if, if they go into the regular season maintaining this level of expectation, it is like Legion of Boom level elite. It is like 85 Bears, whatever you're, the best defense you can think of, that's that's what it is, and, and I don't expect that. So there's got to be some level of, of drop-off somewhere at some point. Um, as for Tyler Davis, yeah, and I'm I'm not as worried about it because I don't think the plan is for him to have a major role. Maybe it was at one point. I, I think I'm hoping Robert Tunyon is back for week one, and when he comes back, that limits Tyler Davis pretty substantially. Um, he Tyler Davis is different than Robert Tunyon. I don't want to make it seem as though they're like the same thing. I mean, uh, Tyler Davis is in line a lot more than Tyler Davis, but I do think Tyler Davis is a in line receiver, which is different than all the other three. Mercedes Lewis is an inline blocker, and uh, DeGuara is sort of that H-back kind of guy. So four kind of different things, but but I think he's primarily a receiver the way that, that Tunyon is primarily a receiver. And so I, I think Tunyon comes back, he becomes the focal point of you know the receiving tight ends. I think Mercedes Lewis is on the field a, a ton, and I think DeGuara has a major role. I think, I think Tyler Davis is relegated to being the fourth tight end, and he'll be out there occasionally, but but not a ton. That's my expectation. I think the reason that Daphne got cut and Tyler Davis is still there is because despite the slow start to camp, they really saw something they liked last year in the regular season. There's something about him that they really like, and he's transitioning to a new position. 
had to add the new position part in because I know you freaks are going to take that the wrong way. But I think I think they are optimistic that he will develop into a really good player. So I'm willing to be patient, but I'm also just, as you said, I'm kind of just over it in terms of expecting big things this year. I think he's a development, uh, developmental prospect. Am I worried about the offense? I am. But at the same time, when I look at the individual components, I'm, I'm not. You know, we, it, it's, it's what is it we think isn't going to work? The wide receivers are somewhat concerning, but also kind of not really. You know, it, it's funny because if you think about it, it's like, well, Dobbs and Ture are the, are the biggest issue because they're not understanding things. You got guys like Cobb and Lazard and whatnot that are kind of showing them the ropes. But in camp right now, Dobbs is blowing all those other guys out of the water, right? So we know what we have in Lazard. We know what we have in Cobb. Um, Watkins, who maybe is also making mistakes, maybe not. I don't really know where he fits into that equation, but he he has a role. And we know Dobbs is absolutely crushing it. And yeah, there are some issues with being on the wrong page or whatever, but if Dobbs sucking is him being far better than everybody else on this team, I mean, I don't know how you could be mad about that. Like, like <laughs> a bad version of Romeo Dobbs is when he's heads and tails better than everybody else on this team. Um... I'm 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 excited <laughs> about that. And Ture, I, I don't really expect to make the active roster. I could be wrong. I just don't expect that. So as far as the individual components, I'm not super worried about the wide receivers because I know we have talent, at least in the young guys. I know we have the, the veterancy and the, the ability from the veterans. The running backs, I have absolutely no concern. And then the offensive line is, is a big and major component to this as well. But again, if you look at the individual components, Elton Jenkins, I think, is coming back week one. So put him at right tackle. Royce Newman is the guy that we had last year. So he's not going to be worse. Josh Myers is coming back, and he killed it in the preseason. I know there's been some issues and miscommunications and stuff, but I don't really have a a real big reason to expect him to be a big step back from, like, Lucas Patrick. John Runyon. I have no—I mean, John Runyon's a premier pass blocker in the NFL. I'm I'm just going to stand on that. I think he is a premier pass blocking guard in the NFL. Run blocking, maybe not the best, but so what? And then you got Yash, who is not necessarily my favorite, but you know he's capable. And David Bakhtiari, hopefully, will be coming back sometime in the somewhat near future. So, you know, I, 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 and, and that's assuming there's no upgrades. There's no Zach Tom coming in. You know, Sean Ryan doesn't win the job at some point, or Caleb Jones, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of across the board. Everybody just kind of comes back and, and does their job. I, I don't see how it could be worse than last year. So, yeah, the, the reports are scary. The inability to block and the, the constant pressure and the errant throws occasionally from Rodgers, although, again, Rodgers has been super clutch. And that's, the, that's the other thing. I mean, it, they're struggling against the defense, but the offensive line, I trust. that Rodgers has been really, really solid. The receivers, I think, have been relatively good in, in camp. It's hard to know when you don't go up against other teams. And the problem with the preseason is you're going up against other teams, but it's not your starters. I can't tell how good Lazard is. I can't tell how good Sammy is. I can't tell how good Rodgers is. I can't tell any of that stuff because none of these guys are playing. So all we can see from the starters is against our starting defense, which is a very good starting defense. So again, I'm concerned, but I think if you just take it piece by piece and look at the individual components and ask yourself, which piece on this offense do you think is going to fail miserably in the regular season. And, and really, again, you're looking at the same components we had last year, minus, you know, Devontae. But add in Tunyon, add in Elton, add in Josh Myers. So hopefully that can help assuage some of the fears. And ideally, we get another dominant performance from the... De- Although, again, it's still backup. So even if the defense takes a step back, it's like, well, I guess our defense isn't that good. Who's not that good? 
Kenny, who didn't play, Rashawn, who didn't play, Preston, who didn't play, Jaron uh, Reed, who didn't play, Lowry, who didn't play, Jair, who didn't play, Stokes, who didn't play, who, Razul, who didn't play, Amos and Savage, who didn't play. Who, who on this defense underwhelmed to make you doubt the defense? It's like none of our starters are playing. So you can't really judge the regular season based on the preseason all that much, with the, with the exception of a couple guys on the offensive line and defensive line who are going to be playing. There's nothing really to judge. So it's it's really hard to get any real valuable information on the regular season from training camp or the preseason for different reasons, but still, it's hard to gauge. I just think we have a really good defense, and the rest is really hard to piece together. There is a concern about the mistakes. That has to get cleaned up, offensive line and wide receivers. But worst case scenario is, you know, Josh Myers, some things are not clicking. But again, Ohio State, like really intelligent guy. I I don't think he's going to continue to have issues. And then the young guys, if they have issues, then like he said, then you don't play. But that still leaves us with the exact same guys we thought we were going to have. Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Aaron, uh, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, maybe Juwan Winfrey. We'll be all right. Anyways, I am taking way too long with these. Let's uh, get back to Goose here. Hey, Ryan. Goose again. Just thinking about the uh, mashed potato. Oh, here we go. Cauliflower. And you guys really latch on to certain things, don't you? <laughs> it's funny how like the, the next day there will be four or five calls about one topic that apparently resonated with people. Nonsense you were talking about the other day. Yeah. If someone feeds me that trash <laughs> of vegetable parading as something it's not, I am not, you are, you are a nicer person than me. I am not going to say anything good about it. In fact, I'm going to tell them that it's disgusting and that they should feel shame for trying to feed me such a pile of horse crap. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yep. I'm going to have vegetables. I want them to be vegetables. Right. I know you don't want them at all, but right. for me, if I'm having vegetables, just give me the vegetables. Don't, don't try to parade it as something else. And as far as the everything tofu and stuff having to be like, this is a tofu turkey and this is a tofu burger. Right. It's just the vegetarians and my and uh, vegans telling us that truly they love meat. Right. They love it. Right. They want it so bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is weird. I mean, I know there's like a moral thing against like the actual killing of animals for some people. My wife is not that way. She just thinks it's kind of nasty, but whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's like, why, why, why do you want that? Why do you, why are you craving meat so much? It's weird. You don't like it, so don't, don't eat it. You know, it's, it's just, it's strange to me. I can't imagine that. Like I said, I, I don't like vegetables. I don't want anything to do with them. You know, and, and I overplay that hand a little bit. Corn's fine. Some of the things are tolerable. I'll eat like leafy stuff like uh, spinach and whatnot. I don't like it, but I'll I can eat tolerate it. But um, under no circumstance would I ever take food that I like. And I'm like, man, I just wish it looked like a vegetable. I just wish it would be shaped like a. I just I'm craving it so much. Like please, you know, take this. Um, you know, gyro meat and shape it like a broccoli. <laughs> what are you doing? For some reason, they deny themselves. Maybe they have good reasons, but man, I never heard a reason that tastes as good. As well, I'm sorry. I mean, I'll finish. As some smoked brisket or a pork chop on the grill 
or pulled pork or tacos. Like, just there's no reason that tastes as good as that. That's all I got to say. And, and for me, I, I just take it as confirmation that I'm correct. Even if, okay, you like vegetables, that's fine. Do not tell me that you like it more than meat. And I, and most people won't, aside from like ve- vegans and vegetarians and whatnot and trying to convince everybody that it's... it's th- this is by far confirmation that people want their vegetables to taste like meat and look like meat, that it's in such a wildly other category. Vegetables are on such a lower tier than than other foods. So, you know, I... I don't know. Maybe there are some people out there that are like, man, there's nothing better than than a than a bowl of radishes or something. I I, I don't know. I can't fathom that. But I mean, fruit, I'm not even big on fruit, but at least it's like it's sweet, you know. Like I get it. It's 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 kind of like sweets, but not quite as good as like a cake or whatever. But it's still sweet and it's it's juicy and whatnot. It's good. Like heck yeah, dude. I'll I'll, I'll crush an orange. Oranges are delicious. Peaches, like I said, those Georgia peaches that we got, those things are freaking phenomenal. Pineapple, grapes are good. I'm all about some fruit. Bread, I don't know what makes bread and carbs so good, but they're just delicious. No idea what makes them so good, but they're they're universally loved. Every like I said, every culture's got like that thing, you know? Whether it's like tortillas or rice or like naan or, you know, bread, it's just universally loved. And meat is just it's just wonderful. And again, the fact that people who don't eat meat desire meat flavor and meat shapes. Like don't don't even Try to argue with me about this. Be, be like, if somebody like really loved romantic comedies, and they're like, all I watch is romantic comedies, and you try to like pitch, rom- you try to get like other people to like it, and everyone's like, no, those are stupid, I don't want to watch it. And you start trying to sell it as though this one has a lot of action. Okay, but you're selling me an action movie right now. You're not selling me on the, the, the romantic, like, sappiness of it. Probably because you know that that's stupid and nobody wants to watch that. Anyways. Dang, we're 45 minutes in. We didn't even take a break yet? Or did we? It's going to be an hour and a half podcast. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello? Hello, Ryan. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan, Hello? not Brian. Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. This is Scuba Steve here. Scuba Steve. How are you doing today? I'm great. Good, good. Yeah. I'm doing good. Oh, yeah. How, um, are, you, how are you doing? Yeah. I don't have a question today, Oh boy. but I was just wondering, do you ever get angry when you're driving? <laughs> I think that's a question. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes I get angry. You know, people pull out right in front of you. Yeah, one time, this semi ran a red light and ran me right over. Not even kidding. So I got out of the car. I was mad. I said, what are you doing? But you know what, Ryan? That, that's not the worst part. The worst part was the insurance company totaled my car. Damn. I like that car. I said, will you fix it? And they said, no. Can you believe that, Ryan? All right. Thanks for taking my call. Bye. Yeah, I get angry uh, when I drive, for sure. Um, definitely get angry. And I'm sorry about your car. I, I always kind of like when the car gets totaled because I don't want to deal with it. Just be like, just buy me a new car. And they're like, all right, sounds good. And then a lot of times they'll overvalue it. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you go buy a new car. But I get it, man. You, you love the car and you want to be able to salvage the car. And, uh, and they messed it up. The, the, the truck ran you over? Or like it bumped into you and knocked you off the road? Or like it literally... Like monster trucked you, and then you got out and attacked them or something or something. That's crazy, dude. It's a crazy story. Sorry that happened to you. Uh, Goose is uh, on a rampage today. What's up, man? Hey, Ryan. Goose here. Hey, what's up, man? I've been watching a bit Lord of the Rings lately too. Nice. So I have a question. Yeah. You have to pick one member of the Passing Podcast team. <laughs> oh, jeez. To be your Samwise. Okay. Your Frodo. Yeah. And then you have to pick eight Packers. Dang. Actually, let's change that. Four Packers. Yep. And four callers. Oh, geez. To be your fellowship of the ring. You should just see what you come up with. <sighs> fellowship of the ring. Um, who's going to be the Sam? So the, the Sam is like the undying, loyal, always there. I think I know the answer to this. There's a couple of good answers because a lot of the people uh very loyal, very helpful. I know JJ's kicking back like this one's definitely me. JJ would be a good answer, no question. However, somebody that gets nowhere near enough credit on the Packernet podcast team, partially because they don't have a show or anything, but I'm going to give it to Justin. That dude, if you ever check out my Packernet podcast Substack, all the graphics and cool stuff, that's all Justin. I'm just like, hey, I'm doing an article on this. Can you whip me up a graphic? He's like, yep. Same with the the live stream. Doing a live stream tomorrow. I even forgot about it. He's like, hey, are you doing a stream and you want a graphic for it? I was like, yeah, actually I do. He's like, all right, what do you want? I'm like, well, give me, uh, why don't you just give me Dobbs and Olave? That'd be a cool kind of matchup or whatever. He's like, all right. And like 10 minutes later, I got a graphic set for tomorrow. So um, yeah, Justin is Mr. Reliable. Turnaround time is like 18 seconds. And um, always there to help out anybody on the team that wants anything especially, you know, graphics and whatnot. 
So Justin is going to be the uh, Samwise Gamgee or whatever. Four callers. So and you got to forgive me. I'm I'm I, I kind of like the movies, but I'm I, I I don't I don't follow along too good. Fellowship. That's that's like the group that all went along. So you got like the the elf that looks like a lady, the guy that's like the the, the human long black hair guy that was like a ranger. Like those guys. That was the fellowship group that we're talking about. That so we're, so that they the. the Eight of them, and then me and, and uh, Justin, who is Sam, we all go and do this stuff, right? I'm going to say yes. So these are the good guys that are going to fight and, you know, smash stuff. I do struggle, by the way, with some of the lack of realism in those action. I mean, maybe it's just really hard to make a good action because it can't be realistic, but it's so stupid. If I may, just for a minute, because I've already established this is going to be an hour and a half long podcast, so we'll just buckle up. You know what really annoys me? One of the things, how is it when it's like, you know, there's 10,000 orc up against like 3,000 humans, plus the humans are in like a fortress, and, and I don't think we can stop them. But yet, you get like two hobbits and an elf, and they'll fight off 500 orcs running through the forest. Like when it's one-on-one, like I'll, they'll, they'll kill like 70 of these guys. But somehow when it's like big armies versus big armies, like the, 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 suddenly they're just like unstoppable. You got to stop that, dude. You can't sell me two things at once. Don't tell me that, you know... One human can take out 50 of these things. And then also you got like those those dead kings that like ride around on dead horses and then later on dead dragons. Those things are like unstoppable and they'll kill like 50,000 humans by themselves. But yet like Mr. Ranger guy will take on 10 at once. Just like kills them all and then they run off. Don't do that. That's stupid. That's stupid. You just ruined the whole thing for me. Anyways, um, that's that's probably my biggest issue with Lord of the Rings. Very inconsistent with, with all that. Four callers. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess we're just looking for like fighters again, right? I don't know. I don't know who can wield a sword. I'm not really sure. I guess I'll pick Scuba Steve just because in the name it implies like he can handle the water. Seems to be a decent amount of water. So we'll, we'll, he'll be the uh, the water guy. You know, if we need to swim somewhere. I don't know, man. I, this, this, the question's stupid. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just let me give stupid answers to stupid questions. All right. Um... Caller 5 is important because we may need a translator, and he speaks all the languages. So, uh, Scuba Steve, Caller 5. Again, we'll go with Joe because he just needs to kill things, so we got Joe. He'll be like the, what is it, the Hobbit or the Troll or something? The guy with the big hammer that's just always angry and wants to kill everything? That'll be Joe. And who else do we need? Oh, I know, we need Haley. She's the horse person. We need horses. So she'll handle all the horses. She may not come willingly, but that's not up to her at this point. And then um, four packers. There's a lot of running involved, so I don't really want, like, the big guys. You know, you got to, like, trek across uh, countryside and whatnot. I'd be tempted to bring Aaron Rodgers because, I mean, he's got some serious accuracy as far as throwing. So, I mean, you hook the guy up with, like, a spear or an axe or something, he could, he could launch that thing, just javelin a goblin in the eye from, like, a quarter mile away. So Rodgers will be one of them. Uh, I think A.J. Dillon makes sense. He can, he can run, but he also just, like, run through some people. So he'll 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 smash some people up. Let's bring Mercedes Lewis, the big dog. I mean, I don't know that he's he's much of a runner, but I'm sure he's in good enough shape. And he's just a giant, uh, massive, violent human being. And then one more. Let's just do Devondre Campbell. I just think it'd be kind of cool. Um, just a big, massive, violent human being with long dreads. You know, it just seems cool. So we'll go with that. All right, Goose again. What's up, man? The U.S. Postal Service is looking for new candidates to fill job positions. Do you get irrationally angry? Do you enjoy chucking boxes and kicking 
Um, <laughs> do you generally not care if people get their mail or packages? If so, then you're the employee for us. So join the team and let's go Postal. There it is, Joe. Been trying to tell you, dude. Get on it. Anyways, Joe's here, and I can already see Google is bleeping out a bunch of his stuff, so uh, <laughs> he's on a tirade. Let's see what Joe's up to. Hey, Ryan. Hey. And the rest of the Packernet uh, nation. What's this up? is Joe, the janitor. Hey. Hey, Ryan, was that a little better for you? A little less aggressive? Well, like, I don't know what you want. I definitely don't want to fight you. Literally. With my intros. Either way, I'm just saying hi. Angry. You know? Um, so it's Thursday morning. I, um, I had to pretend to go to work today. <laughs> as some of you know, I lost my job as a janitor a couple days ago. I have oh. not told my wife yet. So, um, no. drove off to get some coffee, pretend like I'm going to work. Um, that sucks. Dude. Anyway, I wanted to touch on a couple of the other callers. Garrett. I want to appreciate the offer about the post office job. Um, there's one problem with that. My uh, father-in-law is postmaster in the state of Connecticut, and he he hates me. So, um, yeah. Pretty- Pause. Let it's so hard to go back and find those. Let me just stop here and bleep it. All right, sorry. Pretty continue. Guaranteed to never work for any post office services in the entire uh, country. For sure, with that one. But I do appreciate it. And I believe uh, Justin maybe called in about the um, lunch lady duties. Yeah, there Listen, you go. man, I'm, I'm pretty sure that after uh, after the third strike policy and what went down at this middle school, um, I'll probably never be hired at, at another school in, in any sort of position again. Um, but... You know, I do appreciate that. So I got a question. Okay. I am currently sitting in a parking lot of the local supermarket. Yeah. Uh, Just cracked open uh, leftovers from an 18-pack of Pabst Blue. Okay. Um, Probably going to drink away my sorrows. The question is, how do I break this to my wife? Do I... uh, do I just let her know, be honest. I know you're going to say honesty is the best policy, but here's my thought. Okay. Hopefully, I find a new job by Monday, and, uh, and then I tell her, you know, hey, I got a new job because I got fired from my other one. Or I don't even have to tell her I got fired. I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? Anyway, I was thinking, Ryan, um, now that I don't have a job and I don't have insurance, that also means that I don't have a therapist. Because I can't afford it. So, um, Packernet Podcast is going to have to do. Well, I'm going to drink my life away for now, and uh, maybe I'll call you back. Have a good one. Couple things. Um, I've done the whole drinking in a parking lot thing before. Um, didn't work out too well. I uh, blacked out and came to in a police station. So, be careful with that one. Maybe don't drink in your car. Bad idea. I understand. Rough situation, but don't make the situation worse with stuff like that. Um, genuinely sorry about the situation. That, that very much sucks. I'm in a tough spot because as a married person who has a podcast that my wife listens to, I can't advise you to lie. I will say 
it's easier on you if you can go to your wife and say, I got a new job, rather than, hey, I lost my job. You're also in a really tough spot right now because you're already lying, right? So that's, that's done. You can't fix that. You got fired. You didn't tell her. And then you lied and pretended to, went to, work, to go to work and then got hammered in your car, which is another issue because you're going to have to try to go home and if you make it there without getting arrested, um, your wife's going to be probably able to tell that you reek like beer. So we're kind of compounding problems here. So I would, although it's probably too late because you called at uh, 6.30 in the morning, um, I would work really hard to have a job. Like, and you're going to have to call in favors. Like, you, you can't get hired on the spot in most places. Although, you, sometimes you can. I jump on, like, Craigslist. Um, some places around here, there's like farms and stuff that need farm hands. Maybe they'd hire you on the spot and just be like, look, that place sucked. And I'm sure you've complained to your wife about the issues because you seem very angry about it. I'm sure she's aware. So you can be like, look, I had it up to here with these Bears fans that like pull pranks on me. And so I got a new job at a farm and that's what I'm doing now. But odds are you're not going to be able to do that. So there's the whole filling out the application, waiting a week, getting a call, scheduling interviews, going in for interviews, like this isn't going to get fixed quickly enough. So I don't know the way to get out of this that's not going to be extremely painful. I don't know your wife. Maybe she's super laid back and like, eh, whatever. But there's going to have to be a rip the bandaid off moment here because this is not going to end well. And then from there, I guess I would say once once that's taken care of, we ripped off the bandaid, explained it to our wife that, yeah, I got fired again. I say again because you mentioned that you've, you can't keep a job, right? So this is not new, which is probably part of the reason you're not in a rush to tell her. You're going to have to find a job, and you're going to have to learn to get along with people. Just being serious, because, you know, I know you're saying it was everybody else's fault, and it was a big conspiracy, and everybody was out to get you, and I, if I, I'm guessing if I had to press you on it, all the other jobs you've had in the past, you'd have similar stories about all the other places you've worked. You don't have a choice. When you get a job, you have to submit to people that you don't like. And you're going to have to just do what you're told, and you're going to have to get over it. And that's it. Because you don't want to have to be here again in four months. After you just went through this whole painful process to get a new job, you hate the job, you hate the people, you walk off the job, you get fired, and then you've got to do this all over again. I'm sure that's not going to help your relationship with your father-in-law, who you said hates you. I'm guessing, from his perspective, as somebody with daughters, I wouldn't be super happy if I heard my daughter's husband can't keep a job, and then lied to my daughter, and then booked it and got hammered in his car. Maybe the guy's a jerk, I don't know, but from my perspective, I probably would also not be a fan of you. So stop drinking, go get some coffee. If you can think of a job to get right now, go do it. If you can't, go home, rip the Band-Aid off, get back in your car, go find a job, and um, be committed to just put your head down, do your job, whether you like it or not. That's what all jobs are. Hello, Ryan. This is caller number five once again. I have one simple question for you. Who in the world is Kobe Jones? I have not heard of this man, but he comes in and now it is like he is a lock for the roster. Who in the world is Kobe Jones? I will take my answer off the air. Thank you. Goodbye. Now we got an African accent. That's, that's pretty solid. I don't know if that was South Africa. I don't think it was. It was um, like Nigerian or something, right? You can tell with like that, that inflection that's in there. You start real high and then you just kind of fade down. This is caller number five. It's almost like a, 
what would you call that? Like when you when you have to put music to like a cartoon and you got something that's like slowly falling or or draining. It's like it's kind of like that. Starts high and gets lower, but it also speeds up. It's like really slow and then it gets fast. This is called I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, uh, what's going on? Oh, who's Kobe Jones? Got it. Um, Kobe Jones is a nobody that's becoming a somebody. It's the best way I can put it. He uh, got picked up by the Falcons, let go, put on Miami's practice squad. Tennessee picked him up as a free agent in 2022. Then they waived him, and then the Packers got him. And uh, he's come in, and he's starting to make a bunch of plays. Now, I don't necessarily expect a ton. We've had a couple guys that have been like this. There was one guy in particular I remember we got from the Falcons. I forget who he was, but he actually had like a really good something or another. I don't know if it was the preseason or what, but he was actually really, really good. And I was excited about the guy. And he came over, and he was making plays in preseason or whatever. And the Packers, I don't know if they just cut him outright or if it was a little bit down the line, but I was convinced, like, this guy is going to be legit because I predicted he'd be good when he got here. And then all through training camp, he was really good. And he just didn't do anything, like ever, in the regular season. And uh, so I'm excited for Kobe Jones, and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully he can keep it up. But um, I just have a hunch he'll be that guy that's really quite good throughout this process and either ends up on the practice squad or whatever, and just nothing really materializes. That's just a hunch, though. I don't know. Man, we got eight more calls. I don't think we're going to do all eight. But we have to do at least the next three. So let's get back to Joe. See, hopefully he's doing all right. So how much later is this? So Joe called at 6.30, said he was going to start drinking in his car. It's now 10.30. So it's been four hours. Let's see how he's doing. Hey, Ryan. Joe's janitor. Um, checking in. What's up? So these past blue ribbons going down pretty good now. Um, still trying to figure out a way to tell my wife that I lost my job. If, uh, if anyone knows, let me know. Um, from now, it's Thursday, so this parking lot's going to work out just good for a couple of days. Um, I had some random thoughts, you know, or <clears throat> it's called Hiro. Yeah. Um, in Connecticut, they call it Gyro because people pronounce it that way. I don't know why Wisconsin people pronounce it the other way, and you probably don't know why we pronounce it this way. That's all good. Um yeah, Tom Cruise, besides Jerry Maguire, I don't know. Guy's a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, that little midget is one of the lizard people um, that controls country. I don't trust him. I would never watch Mission Impossible. And there's a reason I haven't seen it. No one's ever told me. Make sure you see Mission Impossible. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. I'm not going to watch any Tom Cruise stuff. Um, so a couple hot takes and also, um, I got, a um, yeah, got another problem going on right now. I gotta let you go. I'll talk to you later, bro. Well, that was random. He does call back two minutes later. So hopefully we get a little bit of insight on that. Um, let's see. Yes. It, it's again, to my understanding, it's pronounced something like hero or whatever, right? That's, that's how it's actually pronounced. And then we butcher it a bunch of different ways, and then we argue about which butchered version is the official butchered version. So it's a whole stupid kind of thing. I will say, though, Gyro is the dumbest. It's like Spyro the Dragon or whatever. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Um, Tom Cruise is one of the midget lizard people that controls the world. I wouldn't doubt it. I know he's in that uh, weird culty thing. 
But that is a good point about Mission Impossible. I've never had anyone recommend it. I mean, I, technically on the podcast, some people have, but it's only because I specifically asked about it. And I don't know if anyone actually recommended it necessarily. Like, as far as should I watch any of them, I've gotten like, yeah, some of these are worth watching. But I don't know that anybody necessarily called in and like, dude, it's so good. I can't believe you haven't seen it. And I've definitely never had anyone just flat out recommend like, have you seen Mission Impossible? Dude, they're so good. I've never heard anyone even say Mission Impossible is a good movie in my life. So that's a good point. And that's trash. And I probably just won't watch it, even though I have told people I probably will. Anyways, let's see what's going on with Joe, man. Hey, sorry about that. Joe's janitor again. Hey, what's up? Um, yeah, anyways, damn, cart attendant, uh, near altercation, it's okay, everything's good. Right. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I gotta break this to my wife, uh, she doesn't know about the first two strikes, um, <clears throat> so I really don't know how I'm gonna explain to her the third strike, but well, we'll get through this together. Uh, my therapist, Ryan Schlipp, aka Pack Daddy. And the rest of the pack in that nation. Um, for now, shalom. 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 Um, we can't stop here. We gotta. We gotta power through. So, um, for a couple reasons. Number one, I have to do this. And yeah, do I feel bad about it? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But it is what it is, man. I'm a man of my word. Uh, let's get to Thomas Austin. All right, fellas. And that's the end of that. This break is uh, brought to you. Well, I think you wanted to stay anonymous, but uh, we are going to cut that one off because somebody paid me to do it. <laughs> and if anybody's going to understand that Tom is, because Tom has paid me handsomely to cut off other people. So <laughs> that was a pretty funny break. All right. Goodbye. Um, but it's all right because uh, Tom calls back literally two minutes later. What's up, Tom? Oh, hi, Ryan. This is sophisticated. This is the one I should have cut off. Dang it. All right. All right. We're going to power through. Tom, I'm calling with two questions because any more than two is for savages, which <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> the bickering back and forth between um, Justin and Tom is hilarious. I'm, I'm loving it. I, I told you guys early on I want all the drama. I want it. I need it. I'm craving it. And I'm not getting enough of it. I'll be honest. I'm not getting nearly enough drama. So if you, if the callers want to start fighting each other, I'll take that drama. I was hoping for like Bears fans, Vikings fans, like, you know, Twitter drama. That's what I, I should seek out twi Twitter drama and be like, dude, just why don't you call into the show? You guys call. I don't know. I'll work on that, but I'll, I'll settle for some uh, Justin and Tom drama in the meantime. It was Justin that paid me, by the way. Question number one. <laughs> if to. you were to make a tier ranking of the NFL teams from one to five, where would you put the NFC North? I kind of think I've done this before, so I don't think I'm going to do it again. Each team would love to hear it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. From one to five in the NFC North? Oh, you mean like on a, a, a star ranking? Like a, a five out of, like a out of ten thing out of five. Okay, I'm 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 getting it now. I think out of five, where would I rank each team? Um, I guess Packers would be a four, Vikings would be a three, and then Lions and Bears a two. I guess I don't know. It's it's hard because you made it out of five. If you'd have made it out of like a hundred or out of ten, it'd be a little easier. You give me a little more wiggle room. Um, I don't really have a lot of room to work with there. And then question number two, 
What is the fanciest you've ever felt in your life? <laughs> Ciao for now. <laughs> Thanks, Abe Froman. Hi, I'm Abe Froman. Um, the fanciest I've ever felt in my life. Um, I'm going to say when I was a young lad at uh, my aunt's wedding. And I'll just leave it at that. First time wearing a tux. Felt pretty slick. I think we can do this. I think we're going to power through. Next caller, what do you got for me? Hello, is this Mr. Schlipp? Yes, it is. What's up? Uh, yes, Mr. Schlipp. Hi. This is Tom, psychiatrist, Dr. Ferdinand. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm calling to inform you that I am going to, unfortunately, have to put him on the pup list. Okay. Psychiatrically unable to podcast after hearing his last call. All right. So if you would, please, proceed with caution and limit his uh, crazy spells to maybe just one call per day so that I can get through sessions without him rambling on about what a fiver is. Thank you, Mr. Schlipp. Thank you very much, uh, Doctor. Um, Dr. Ferdinand. Appreciate that, and uh, I will talk to Tom about his usage of uh, fibers. Here's Joe with the final call of the day. This is um, an hour and 15 minutes after the last call where he got into an altercation with a cart attendant. So hopefully everything's going all right. I seriously doubt it, but let's fingers crossed here. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe the janitor. What's up? So um, I had a chance to... Have some lunch. Good idea. And uh, soak up the blue ribbon a little bit. Yep, wise. And um, was re-listening to the podcast, and I got a bone to pick with you, man. Here we um, go. Honestly, I feel like uh, you're questioning my authentic, uh, my authenticity, and um, it, it assassinating my character a little bit. A little bit, uh, yeah. So... Let me explain before I get to strike three. You're really not going to like today's podcast. I feel like i got to explain myself a little. So strike one, we talked about the vacuum incident. So I don't know about you, but you can imagine the mess that poop and baby powder makes. And, um, yeah, I refused to clean it up, and I went home. If you would have cleaned it up, you're a better man than me. I'll take strike one, but I do believe that because the other janitor definitely rigged the vacuum with baby powder, I don't believe I'm to blame, but think what you want. Uh, let's see. We got uh, strike two. All right. We're talking about strike two a little bit with the flag. All right. For my, for my sake, you're talking about I should know the difference to colors, red, white, and blue, or to a bear's flag. No, the bears are a dark blue color. It was rolled up tight. And yes, I didn't pay much attention to it. And when I hung it, I finally saw it. it only hung for a few seconds. Um, also, the go-kart, man. Not go-kart. The gator. Kind of like a little go-kart. Anyway, that thing, um, when the wheel falls off something that's in motion, something in motion stays in motion. At least for a little bit. You know what I mean? The Very little bit. Because those things are, I'm assuming you're going like eight miles an hour. And a wheel just fell off and plunged into the earth, which is like putting on a massive e-brake. But yeah, I mean, it'll go forward for a little bit. If you're very close to that car, which it sounds like you are if you're warning the uh, principal about it, but it's, it just seems strange. But maybe you were going uh, really fast on it. I don't know. 
wheel doesn't just fall off and the thing stops dead in the tracks. Not when you're bouncing off the red limiter at 40 miles an hour. There you go. There's the answer. But again, you're doing 40 over a known pothole around a corner. But I'm just saying. It doesn't happen. How do you do 40 on it? Why are you doing 40 miles an hour? That seems ill-advised. You can't even drive a car 40 miles an hour in a, in a school zone. You got to do like five miles an hour through the parking lot. You're doing 40? That seems excessive, but you know, whatever. I don't know. It's not my job. It's your job. Wheel falls off. The thing is going to slide. You're lucky you didn't barrel roll that thing like six or seven times. 40 miles an hour and a wheel falls off? I'm surprised you didn't roll it. Down the asphalt until it smashes into the principal's vehicle after about six feet of sliding. And um, if these kids, kids didn't do it, then I don't know who did. And um, the odds of the kids doing it yet and succeeding, pretty low. You're right. Maybe they should play the lottery. Uh, so, yeah, um, get back to me. I still, um, I don't believe my firing was justifiable. Your biggest fan. This is Stan. Shalom. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I uh. My my biggest hang-up, and I don't know, but again, you got three times where somebody else did something wrong and you didn't do anything wrong, and then you ended up getting fired. Usually, when most people hear that, in the back of their head, they think, yeah, right, because that stuff doesn't usually happen. You know what I mean? Like it was a big, giant misunderstanding or a big, giant setup. And on top of that, again, the information you volunteered is that you can't seem to hold a job. You said you had it for six months, and that was one of the longest you've had a job. So either you are the most unlucky human being on planet Earth, really hard worker, really easy to get along with, really easy to work with, great dude, which again, I mean, you, you put yourself out there a certain way, you know, I'm just saying, with the kids and your attitude toward them and whatnot, and you just keep losing jobs because you're really unlucky, or you're not a good employee, and that's why you can't keep a job. It's one of the two. I don't know which one it is. But if you force me to put a bunch of money down, I'm going to play the odds. And the odds are not in your favor. But ultimately, what I think doesn't matter because you got bigger issues to deal with. And that number one would be your wife, who, for whatever reason, you decided not to tell her that you've gotten written up two times, much less the third time, which I could understand not wanting to tell her unless it was complete nonsense and you actually didn't do anything wrong. Like, again, if it's me and somebody rigged a vacuum to explode baby powder, and I came home covered in baby powder, and I told my wife what happened, and then I got ridden up. I'd be like, can you believe this? She'd be like, I can't believe that. And then it would be something that would be known. What I would have a really hard time telling my wife is if I just did something wrong and I got in trouble at work. That would be kind of rough. So I'm just saying, if you want my honest, honest, honest opinion, and you shouldn't have to care about what I think, but just one guy to another, you're putting off vibes that say you're not doing stuff that you should be doing, you got to stop that. I thought the whole, like, messing around with, like, I hate kids and these kids and all that stuff was kind of like a jokey, shticky thing. I'm kind of getting the impression maybe it's not. And then you got guys, like, making jokes with you, like, making you hang up a bear's flag and you massively overreacted to that. Like, who cares? Give it back to them. Like, they put a picture in your locker and you said you got really angry about it. Come on, man. You got to lighten up. The poop thing sucks. It does. Go talk to somebody else about that. But all the other things, then to think that somebody actually, I mean, if, if you're doing 40 and they're loose, they're trying to kill you. That's not a joke. That's not a gag. Somebody tried to kill you. Now, another thought to think about is if you're doing 40 miles an hour repeatedly over a pothole, that might have some issues with a tire coming off repeatedly. I don't know. I mean, those things are built to withstand some, some damage, but I'm just, it's just a thought. But I'm just trying to be real with you because this is not good. Constantly getting fired, 
sitting in your car, getting drunk, serious issues that are going to happen in your marriage, massively damaging the relationship with the in-laws, and you can't just sit around and say it's everybody else's fault. Can't do that. Not going to fix it. Go home, stop drinking, tell your wife, get a job, keep a job. And that means putting up with people that you don't like and not overreacting to minor little things. Like somebody put a picture in my locker. That's it. I'm giving you the Aaron Rodgers treatment. It's tough love, man. Hope everything's all right. All right, next up. Hey, Ben. Bramble here. Hey. Kind of agree with you on the Andrew Luck thing. However, I'd be really interested to see him do a remake of Encino, man. That's all I got. Have a great one. Encino Man. I'm see. I'm missing it. Encino Man. Oh, that's uh, that's where what's his name was a caveman. Brendan Fraser. That was a good one. I could see that. Andrew Luck is a caveman. That would that would be perfect actually. Even his voice, he sounds like a caveman. I'm in on that. Uh, all right, the calls keep coming in. Hey Ryan, it's Garrett. Hey, I talked to my wife and I got permission to become a Patreon. So, um, despite us devoting over $60,000 a year to our two sons' college tuition. Um, the temptation to ban <laughs> Tom from the podcast is just too much, so I'm going to send you $25 uh, at the end of the week in hopes of uh, any moments at all without Tom uh, will be greatly cherished. So have a good one, Ryan. So that, to be clear, uh, Garrett from SIU not a Michigan guy. So Southern Illinois and Michigan have formed an alliance. This is why I said, Tom, you got to get some friends and allies in this, man. You're getting, uh, you're getting teamed up on. I don't think he sent it yet. By the way, you're making me feel guilty. <laughs> got 60 grand to pay for our kid's college, but I'm going to pay you anyways. But I don't see anything from Garrett. By the way, um, thepackdaddy86 at gmail.com if you want to do a one-time thing. Patreon's going to be recurring. You cannot do a one-time payment on Patreon, just so you know. So thepackdaddy86 at gmail.com. That's my PayPal. Just so you know, because I already had somebody try to do that one-time thing, and they're like, it's not working. And I'm like, well, that, that's correct. So feel bad for you, Tom, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's the way she goes. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett. Hey, I just wanted to remind you that uh, it's kind of hard for uh, Larry McCarron to, to send out those tweets when he's typing with a, a pinky that's going the wrong direction. So cut the guy a little slack. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, I don't think he does the live tweeting too much, which would make sense why, but uh, yeah, it's solid. Uh, Tom, you live to live to uh, live another day, so. Hey, Ryan. And packing that people. How are we doing today? I'm good. Garrett hates you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Okay. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Uh, so, we've got a couple questions. All right. Obviously. Yep. And so, here they are. Okay, ready when you are. Is, if you had to choose between getting a Jeep or a big old Hummer, Hummer. what would you choose? A Hummer. Let's say the Hummer is eco-friendly, it's all electric. Well, then I will take the Jeep. Question number two. What was your favorite thing to do on a playground, like at school, or just with people? Because, man, let me tell you. I miss the good old days of kickball and dodgeball. Fun time. Football, probably. All right. And lastly, who has or had the best arm 
in football. Period. All right. I'm just going to go with Rodgers. Um, you know, again, a lot of people have dubbed him as the greatest thrower of the football. Um, I know Marino was kind of supposedly that guy too, but I don't really remember back in the day. Um, so I'm just I'm just going to go with Rodgers. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Justin with another butt dial. We got one more. If no more calls come in, we'll do the last call here. Um, here we go. Hey, Ryan Scarrett. I'm trying to figure out what's more confusing. Uh, Tom's mushroom-laced phone call or Larry McCarron pointing in the direction you need to go with his uh, bent pinky finger hand. I'm out. Tell me to lay off Larry McCarron. <laughs> That's two back-to-back Larry McCarron digs. All right, sorry, Tom. We're ending on a uh, Tom Austin dunk. You really rubbed people the wrong way with your mushroom uh, spaghetti yesterday. Didn't bother me, but you are you are not making friends. Anyways, that's how she goes. We got through it. It was almost an hour and a half, like I said. Joe, I know you're probably mad at me, but it is what it is. Hope you're doing better. I'm just trying to keep you from continuing down the spiral, that's all. Tom, keep them coming. You're probably going to have to send in like three or four or five calls a day just to get a couple in, because, you know... <laughs> You know, and whatnot. But anyway, 608 to get in on the action. Otherwise, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.